Hey guys, welcome back to the EC Chapel TV podcast. My name is Jamie, I'm the chaplain here at the Edinburgh Secondary Campus and today we are featuring my brother, Pastor Chris, talking on pain and what hurts. I think it will be a great listen, so tune in and enjoy. Thank you. What hurts? Yeah. I know when I ask that question, when I hear that question I ask, my first response is everything. <laughs> like my soul, my head, my feet, my bank account, my social life, like everything hurts. If you feel any pain in your life, I hope there's something in this message for you. But to get into it, have you ever given someone the silent treatment? It works like this. Jody and I, we're driving along in the car. We're having a disagreement. We're being respectful of each other. But after an hour, it's become abundantly clear to me that I am completely wrong. I mean, I've got nothing left to say. I married a neuropsychopharmacologist, okay? She's like miles ahead of me. My argument is completely blown out of the water. I've got nothing left to stand on. So I think to myself, you know what? I'm gonna give her the silent treatment. Yeah, let's see how that goes, hey? So what I do, <clears throat> grab the steering wheel, look down, let my face fall and just go stone cold silent on her. Here's my hope. My hope is that this will be the consequence, that she'll look over and she'll say, oh my, I'm sorry. I've, I've gone too far. I've wounded you so deeply. You've, you've run out of words. As I look across at you and I see your beautiful, incredibly large tricep just beneath your beautiful strong shoulders and your amazing jawline silhouetted against the window I, I think to myself how could I ever have harmed something so beautiful and gorgeous as you I was wrong I've gone too far you were right I the pain is too much I love you oh that's how I hope it'll go and then I'll let a single solitary tear roll down my cheek. And she'll lean over and she'll wipe it up and I'll compose myself and turn to her and say, it's, it's okay, babe. It's okay. I'm always right. When we give people the silent treatment, we're playing these ridiculous psychological tricks on ourselves because what we're doing is ultimately we're saying, listen, if I deny you attention, that will force you to give me attention. Because here's the thing, and it's true, it's true of the human condition. When we go through pain, what we want is we want for people to see and to hear and to recognize and to know that we're in pain. That's all we want. There's an amazing story in the scriptures on this. It's in the book of Genesis. It's a story of when Jacob got married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel, we are told in the scriptures, is very, very beautiful. But Leah, we are told, her eyes were not good and she is unattractive. Jacob falls in love with Rachel and he goes to Rachel and Leah's father, who is Laban, and he says, I want to marry Rachel. And Laban says, for sure, just work for me for seven years. And Jacob says, of course, done. And the scriptures record him and it's pathetic, sappy poetry. He says, listen. I've worked for seven years, but it only felt like a moment because she is so beautiful and I love her so much. Comes to the wedding. 
Laban goes to Leah, the older sister, and he says, listen, I'm subbing you in. You're marrying Jacob tonight. No one else is going to take you. Older daughter has to get married first. This is what we're doing. In those days, completely possible. With the coverings and the processes and the ceremony, completely possible. Leah has no say in this at all. The next morning, Jacob wakes up and he says, what? It's Leah. He goes running out of the tent, goes to Laban, says, I, I, I don't want to marry Leah. I do not love her. She is not beautiful. I wanted Rachel. <laughs> Can you imagine the pain that Leah is in, forced into a marriage, living now with a husband who does not want her? Laban says, yeah, of course, you can still marry Rachel. We can do that. You'll have to work for another seven years. I mean, really, you should have seen this coming. You know our customs. You've got to marry the older daughter off first. She wasn't married. What you were really expecting? We've got to do it this way anyway. Um, I'll give you the seven years in advance. You can marry Rachel next week. What do you reckon? Jacob says, yes, I don't want Leah. They go on and now you have Leah living in this situation where her sister, the more attractive one, is married as well to her husband and she is rejected and despised and unwanted and in pain. God looks down on the situation, the scriptures tell us, and he has compassion on Leah. He sees where she is. Rachel cannot have children. God enables Leah to have children. So Leah has a boy, and the first boy she names, and get this, the names are important, the first boy she names, Reuben. That name actually simply meant, look, it's a boy. She has a boy, and she says to him, hey, hey, look, I've called it, look, it's a boy, look, I've had a boy, maybe now you'll pay attention to me, maybe now I won't be so despised and hated, look, look everyone, it's a boy. Scriptures tell us, though, that Jacob still despised her even though she'd had a boy. So she has another boy, and this time this boy, she calls him Simeon. And you know what that name means? It means to be heard. And again, she's, everyone, look, can you hear me? Look, look, I've had a boy. Maybe now I'll have some value in this relationship. Maybe now you'll love me. I've got a, I've got a, can you hear this? There's a boy. See, here, she has another boy. This time his name is Levi. That name simply means no. And again, she's doing the same thing. I've had a boy. Do you know? Look, everybody, know this. I've had a boy. Can you pay attention to me? Can you not hate me anymore? Can you, can you love me now? Three boys. Can you see me? Can you hear me? Do you know what's happening over here? My pain. She has a fourth boy. And by the time it comes to the fourth boy, she has this beautiful realisation and she, she's got this change in her. And we see it reflected in his name. The name of the fourth boy is Judah. Such a good name. Because the name Judah simply means praise God. It's such a good response. By the time the fourth boy comes along, she has his boy and she looks at him and she simply says, you know what? Nah. I'm done. I'm done trying to find affirmation from you. I'm done trying to find worth from you. I'm done with this sick competition with my sister. I, I'm, I'm, no. 
I'm not playing that game anymore. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm having this boy, and you know who saw? You know who heard? You know who knows the situation? God does. So you know, I'm praising God. I've got a boy and I'm praising God. Yeah, you go, Leah. You go, Leah. It's such a good response. It's the right response. Here you go. For you in this story. First of all, I need to let you know this. In your life, there will always be a Rachel in your life, okay? I, I just gotta tell you that. There will always be somebody who is smarter and prettier and stronger. Boys, girls, everyone. Like, you're always somebody who's ahead of you. It's just gonna happen, okay? So, there's no point in trying to ascertain your value in this life or having your pain mediated by being better than someone or comparing yourself to someone who is ahead of you, okay? Just don't do it. Listen, you do just need to know there will always be a Rachel in your life. Apologies to people who are actually named Rachel. There will always be a Rachel in your life, but you cannot get your value from comparing yourself to someone or being ahead of someone. It's not a safe place to do it. Second of all, there will always be a Jacob in your life, okay? And Jacob is not a safe place to turn to for your value and to be affirmed in this life. Do not go looking for your value from someone or for something or for some achievement. You cannot get your pain mediated by having something pay attention to you. You cannot make enough money. You cannot have the right position. You cannot have someone mediate your pain for you. It's not a safe place to do that. You know what you need to do? You simply need to praise God. Because you know who truly sees? You know who truly cares? You know who truly knows the situation? You know who truly has compassion upon you? It's God. And so instead of trying to find your value or your worth in competition or failure or success or money or career or grades, just let it all go. Because those things, if you place your value and your worth in them, they're only gonna cause you pain. Just praise God. Because when you live a life where you feel known and loved and valued and heard, you'll live a life full of beauty and truth, and you'll give those things as gifts to others. You'll hear others, you'll see them, you'll know them, you'll have compassion upon them. My prayer for you is simply that you learn to praise God and praise God well.